Hello, welcome to the Big Sky Breakdown. Coulter Nuanas, as always, you can find this podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. The opening of the national signing period today. We got news for you on both sides, so check back as well for Jeff Choate's press conference. But in this Big Sky Breakdown, we'll hear from Montana head coach Bobby Houck, as well as Montana recruiting coordinator Justin Green. The Montana Grizzlies signed 17 players during the opening of the early signing period, including seven from the state of Montana, three hail from California, two from Oregon, Two from Utah, one from Idaho, one from Washington, and one from the Big Island in Hawaii. The in-state recruits include Asher Croy, a running back turned linebacker from Bozeman High School, Drew Deck, wide receiver from Kalispell Glacier, Journey Grimsrud, a defensive lineman from Huntley Project, Jackson Lee, a running back from Missoula Sentinel by way of Phillipsburg, Henry Noose, a defensive end out of Kalispell Glacier, Guido Ocello out of Butte Central High School in Butte, America, 2018 Gatorade Player of the Year. Carson Rostad, quarterback out of Hamilton, Montana. The rest of the class includes Eric Barker, a tight end out of Kaiser, Oregon. Brandon Casey, offensive lineman out of Sandpoint, Idaho, who Montana had to fight for down the stretch. Had to fend off Oregon State, among others, to sign him. Rishi Daniels, a safety out of Seattle Prep, who was a three-star guy. Aaron Fonte is one of two recruits from Oxnard, California. He's a wide receiver. He will be joined by Xavier Harris, who's a running back from Oxnard. They're both out of Oxnard High School. Kevin Good, an offensive lineman out of Rockland, California. Chase Johansson, a linebacker out of Park City, Utah. Kukila Lincoln, an offensive lineman out of Kamula, Hawaii, who just got his first offer a week ago and was able to side with Montana today. Bobby Patterson, the only guy who's going to join the team in January. He is a mid-year transfer out of Saddleback Junior College, originally out of Medford, Oregon, South Medford High School. And Anshjo Soe out of Murray, Utah, a cornerback, one of two guys from the state of Utah, along with Johansson, on this list. Big Side Breakdown brought to you by Town Pump. Town Pump, Montana's best since 1953. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Town Pump near you. Whether you need gas, food, whatever you need in terms of your travel needs, Town Pump has got you covered. So make sure to stop at a Town Pump whenever you're about to hit the highway in Montana. Without further ado, Bobby Houck and Justin Green on the 2019 recruiting class. I guess it'll be the class of 2020 for the Montana Grizzlies. Okay, sounds good. Um, obviously, it's been a long stretch of, of uh, working every day since the first August till today. Our coaches are due for some uh, for some days uh, of downtime. Um, excited about the efforts of everyone, particularly our our assistant coaches and our players and the job they did this fall. So excited to uh, uh, have accumulated earned 10 wins and and in a spot in the uh, national quarterfinal game. Uh, I think there was probably more out there, but that's football. Uh, You win them or you lose them. If you you don't play well, you get knocked out. That's the way it is. And uh, um, I'm excited about uh, what we accomplished this fall. I think we're ahead of schedule, as I've mentioned. Uh, I'm also excited about moving forward. We're sad to see our senior class go but i'm excited about moving forward with the next group and um continuing to uh, build our football team and our football program back into a team that's uh, to be reckoned with every each and every fall so part of that is <clears throat> part of that signing good recruiting classes and uh i think we did that today obviously every coach in america is that's doing what i'm doing right now thinks that but uh, 
you know, about three weeks ago, we got to a point where I told Justin and, and Leonard and our staff, I said, all right, we're not going to offer any more guys. We're going to see what we get out of this pool that we've been recruiting for a long period of time. And then we'll go out in January and finish up uh, with anything else we need pending what happens on uh, the first signing day. And we're, you know, we had guys jumping in as late as last night at, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something, right? 930, 10, I don't know what it was. But uh, so we're pretty much done with the exception of a, a transfer corner. Uh, we're, we're pretty much done recruiting. So like the class, feel like we covered our uh, board pretty well, got what we needed. Uh, thought we did well in uh, in the state of Montana, maybe exceedingly well. Uh, really excited about those guys. Obviously, that's the thing that's <clears throat> near and dear to my heart in terms of who we recruit every year. But uh, the guys that we also recruited from outside of the borders of our state uh, are tremendous young men. So uh, I really like these guys personally as well as on the on their uh, on their film, and we'll be excited to get them here. Most of them next August. We talked about uh, after the Beaver game immediately the seniors and the impact that they leave on the program, I guess. But can you touch on how hard it is to just lose seniors? It's obviously a part of college football, but when you lose a big class like this, where a lot of starters and whatnot. Well, yeah, it's always you always hate to see them go, whether they're starters or not. Uh, we we love our guys. So, <clears throat> in terms of the X's and O's part of it and the co- competitive part. Um, I don't really think that we had a whole bunch of senior starters. You know, we had, we had some, but it wasn't like we were some senior-oriented team. How important was it for you guys to get, or I guess, you know, you guys going as far as you did in the playoffs, how important was that fact to your recruiting pitch? Um, we didn't really have much of a recruiting pitch because we couldn't get on the road. We were playing, which I think is always, you know, you always worry about not being out there in kids' homes when others are, but they're paying attention to the trajectory of what we're doing. So um, I think that's probably the critical element. They think we're winning. They think we're going to win down the road. They know what we're about. And so that's that, in essence, is the recruiting pitch because we aren't out there. Talked about uh, exceptionally well doing in the state of Montana, I guess, specifically guys local to the Missoula area. Is this one of the... Uh, best early signing. I mean, early signing's only been around for a while, but uh, yeah, a couple you've years. Had in a while, I guess. So the last part of that. Sorry. Yeah, I guess. Uh, can you touch on the local guys from this area that you were able to grab? How excited are you? About the well, I, I'm. I'm excited about any kid we ever get out of Montana, uh, and I, you know, I consider them all. It's a big neighborhood, right? That's what this <laughs> state is. So, I think uh, Journey was probably the farthest east we went. But uh, Asher was his teammate till this this past fall at Bozeman High, and then um, Carson's right down the Bitterroot, and Jackson's Phillipsburg and Missoula, and then our our, our two guys, uh, uh, Drew and Henry from Kalispell. I mean, they're all great kids. Guido, Butte Central. There'll be a couple more uh, that have committed that we don't get to talk about yet because their paperwork is not complete, but. Um, it's a good bunch of kids from Montana, and they all are—they uh, all have special attributes in their own right. Uh, the one thing they all have in common is they love Montana and they love the Grizzlies, and they're all tough. 
How do you feel about early signing period uh, since it's been around? Do you like it? Does it put more pressure on, or does it kind of take the pressure off? Shoot, I mean, Justin may different opinion because I there's no pressure in recruiting anymore. It's awesome. They just it, it's it's incredibly good. There's some things about it <clears throat> that uh, that maybe rush some part of the process um, in terms of even your coaching staff. Or, uh, there's all kinds of things that go on at the end of the season. Um, but in terms of the recruiting part of it, I think it's just great. I think it's great for um, the kids. I think it's great for coaching staffs at the universities. I just – I'm really – proponent of it and I think any of the the negative is uh, far outweighed by the positive of it and like I said we didn't we decided we weren't going to jump into anything for we didn't do any of that the last three weeks when the majority of your recruiting for this year is now done still got a little to do but uh, what does that free up for you and your staff to do over the next couple of months when you might have been recruiting otherwise the way the way it was set up before well it's it's dead now until January 17th, right? Or 16th? Somewhere there, yeah. Yeah, so it's dead. I mean, the right. dead period's long. Um, so we we wouldn't be recruiting in that time regardless. And then we'll get out in our areas the second part of January. So we'll, we'll be recruiting. It's just who we're looking at and evaluating. To get a guy like Asher Croy, I mean, he was unbelievable in the state title game. Um, from Bozeman, how hard is it to get a guy when you have the Cats right there to get to go from Bozeman to come here to Missoula? Well, it's been easy. We signed three the last two years. I think that's more than any high school in the nation. The, uh, to have a guy win Gatorade Player of the Year is, <laughs> to have a guy win Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior is, is rare. Sorry. To have a guy win Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior, that's rare in the state of Montana. Oh, Carson, you talking but, about, But yeah. Carson Ross, that won it and then was one of your guys' first commits in this class, so how much momentum does that give you in state when you do get one of the top guys to commit to you early on? Uh, why don't you, you handle that? You pay attention to it. I don't pay attention. To it. <laughs> uh, it's 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 good, and and you know with the way social media is today, it becomes he becomes a voice box, a mouthpiece, a vital. Um, you know he becomes your your queen so to speak in chess um as the focal point of bringing in because of like i said it's loud it's loud position he plays also um with that uh speaks loud so um, to be able to have a guy commit to you as early as he did and um you know be excited about being here it says a lot justin as a recruiting coordinator you've seen a lot of classes come through here and each one probably takes on kind of its own look as you're doing this so what what is unique to about this particular class, uh, maybe different from from years past. Well, I think uh, the coach Hawk. One of the, the things he said uh, when recruiting a class was he always wants to improve the stature of the class. Um, and if you look at that, where we can do that is always in our fronts, uh, and we we have that on this on this piece of paper here. So the length and the uh, you know how big. This thing is, I think, is is always unique, uh, both this year and last year, and and will, I think will always be um, when 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 we're recruiting a class uh, from this point on. Um, so I think that's always something to look at. It's always uh, to me, I always am amazed by how big our fronts are.
Coach, I've touched on a little bit, but how important is it to you to feel like you guys win the state of Montana when it comes to recruiting? Well, that's our number one goal. That's the recruiting. There's no other. I mean, if we took all Montana guys, we'd be fine with that. Um, we are going to take every uh, Montana kid that we think can help us win a national championship. Um, so if that means there's if there's 30 guys in in the state, we're going to go get all 30. You know, so it, it uh, you know the uh, being being an out of state recruiter, uh, you know, along with having my area in Montana, um, you know, we'll, we will only supplement out of state, and and that's a that's a good problem to have uh, when you have a, a state that's so rich. Uh, with it may not be guys necessarily stars on paper, um, but there is no there is no measurement for toughness uh, and grit, uh, which we get from in state. Have you changed the way that you guys go about recruiting with the, with the early signing period? Uh, a little bit. Um, uh, you know, as Coach mentioned, you know, it had, things happen a little faster. Um, but you're still looking for the same things as far as, you know, you, you have a plan and um, the, the positions that are leaving, you, you know, you always have to fill, to fill those positions. Um, you know, I, I think you, you are fortunate to get guys like Dante Olson who you don't think you don't – no one knew who Dante Olson was four years ago. Um, and you're going to get another guy who no one knows who he was um, pop up here sh- sh- soon. Um, so those are the exciting things, I believe, that you, you know this class really doesn't necessarily – you won't see a ton of these guys until you know two, three, four years from now. On that note, Coach Houck, how, how do you balance that? I mean, going after really talented guys, but – how important is it to, to cultivate these guys and develop these guys and get them to the point where in two, three, four years they are All-American caliber players? Well, every guy that we take is a projection. There are now, I mean, look at the guys at Texas and USC and Ohio State are taking. They're easy to evaluate. Um, they're easy to evaluate as sophomores in high school. And all, all of our guys are projections. And that's just what it is. I couldn't tell you if any of these guys has a star by their name by some recruiting service or not. I think that's a to, – to look at Mountain West or Big Sky recruiting rankings is a waste of time because all these guys are – they're all projections. So it's whoever can project the best and then bring them along the farthest can have the best team. And You know, I think that those are two things that we've always done really well. When it, when it comes to projections, it's somewhat of an inexact science, but some some guys, some coaches and coaching staffs are good at it and some not as much. What do you think is a key to to being able to project well? Well, we, we try to be as scientific as we can. You know, we, give, we, we look at their academics. We look at their film. We talk to a lot of people about them to make sure they're a fit. Uh, and <clears throat> we're going to do things a certain way here, and if – you know, you could be a really talented athlete, but if you aren't, you aren't going to want to do it the grizzly way, you're not going to succeed here, you're not going to excel here, and you're not going to enjoy it here. Um, but if you're wired the right way um, to do it the, the grizzly way, then you've got a chance to, to have a great college experience and you have a chance to be a, the best you can be. And so we try to quantify all those things. We give them a grade on all three of those um, aspects of each individual and then um, hopefully we're right more than we're wrong. You said earlier that uh, recruiting has gotten easier. easier. Um, what is the hardest part about recruiting for you? Um, well, 
you know, finding time to do the evaluation properly. We have an evaluation system. Uh, it's it's multi-layered. It's, it's sort of along the lines of the NFL or, or a big-time place um, where they have to clear through four different layers plus the character evaluation plus the academic evaluation. So, um, I mean, ultimately it gets across my desk. And, you know, during the season we're, we're pulled a lot of different ways in any given week. I mean, the priority is winning games uh, on Saturdays. And so we, we carve out time whenever we can. I know it's frustrating for Justin because I'm a <laughs> – I'm I'm pretty scattered. I'm going from one thing to the next to the next, and oftentimes his list of guys he needs to wa- me to watch in any given week gets pushed aside. Uh, but the biggest, the hardest thing is finding time. Justin, I know a guy like Brandon Casey got some late Power Five interest. Who, who else on this list were, were big time battles for you guys? Um, I, I mean, really, they're they're all kind of push and pull. I mean, like, as he mentioned, we were up last night to a guy with a guy who, uh, you know, signed, who wasn't going to sign anywhere, and he was going to wait. And um, I don't want to say convinced him to sign because um, I don't know if Montana's a place that we have to convince you to be at. Um, but he saw the light um, and realized that this was the, where he wanted to be, and it was where he wanted to be. He, he didn't necessarily want to be anywhere else. Um, so, that's yeah, I mean, he he said, "You're my top school. Why would I wait?" Was the quote exactly? So he said, "That's what we've been telling you for the last hour." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I I think uh, no matter who recruited these guys, you know, we're gonna see, we're gonna you know we'll see these guys flourish, uh, or who didn't recruit them guys, and they're gonna wish they did. Um, you know, I, and I think that's the great thing that you love about, especially your uh, your out of state guys. Most of them have come in with a chip on their shoulder. They thought they should have been recruited by this school or that school, and, and, and weren't. And now they have the opportunity to kind of show that, and and, and uh, you're going to get them. You're going to maximize them because they want to be good, and they want to show everybody that they should have gone to a bigger school, so quote unquote. So. Except a guy like Brandon Casey, who's telling him no. You know, that's there you go. That, that's we the, can say we beat those guys on kids year in year out. You hear your coaches sit in this chair and say that that's not factual. Very often, if they want them, they get them. It's an unusual deal. I mean, guys got to really love this place and feel good about it and think it's the place for him. And Brandon's certainly that guy. But he's kind of like the Montana kids. They grew up wanting to play here. Brandon wants to play here. I mean, he he grew up around it. There's a lot of, I mean, all West Coast kids on, on this uh, recruiting sheet. Do you guys, I mean, not to say that you ignore the East Coast schools. I mean, is it just easier to get West Coast kids to come to Montana? Is that the, how it works? Well, I, I would say most of these guys came to camp, number one. Um, <clears throat> coming to camp is a huge deal. When we are able to see you move around, put you through drills, you see the campus, you see what we have to offer. It makes it a lot easier to recruit that kid because he's been here, he's been on campus. Uh, if you didn't come to camp, you come to a game. That's a lot easier to recruit to as far as guys here. It's a little harder as far as back east to yeah, um, to get here. The, I mean, that's our template. If you look at our student body, that's our template. I mean, that's, that's who's here. You get a kid from New Jersey or a kid from Louisiana, they, 
Montana, Idaho, Alaska, it's all the same in them. Bobby, in, in terms of recruiting specific position groups, what did you guys want to accomplish this cycle, and how do you feel? Just good, good players at every position. That's that's going to be every year. There, there's no, we don't just you don't recruit freshmen to fill a need. If you've got a need at a position next year, you better have looked at those, been recruiting those guys a year or two ago, not today. Um, and if if we have a need for um, next year, then we'll be looking for a transfer. Speaking of transfers, just one transfer on this list. So, what'd you like that you saw to Robbie Patterson and? Uh, what, what need does that fill, him entering the quarterback room in the quarterback competition? Well, right now we don't have, uh, you know, Graves has been playing a bunch of different positions, and we uh, don't want to go freshman to senior in our at any position. So fills in there kind of nicely in, in, in the order of things. Uh, he runs it pretty well. He's competitive, and he throws it pretty well. Hell, watch it. You'll see him. <laughs> Tabe's got it online. <laughs> Do you expect many of these guys to enroll in January? Uh, uh, Robbie Patterson will be here. The rest of them are high school guys, right? Yeah. So, Robbie. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Coulter, the weather has turned. It is gnarly out there. It's gnarly on the roads. But in Montana, that doesn't keep us home. We go everywhere we got to go. You and I always travel in for football. I'm going to be headed to some other places for Christmas, all this kind of stuff. You know what gives me comfort? I know that I'm always about 11 feet from a town pump superstore. I mean, no matter where I am in the state of Montana, you got gasoline, you got all the refreshments you need, the kids got to have, you know, a, a, a packet of gum, some chips, some water to keep them going, to keep them satiated and satisfied in the backseat. And you know what other S word? Silent. Shut them up, those kids. You go to town pump and you got yourself some peace and calm in the van ride. I, sh- I should pay them $1 million for what they've done for me. I always set up that town pump right when you get over Homestake Pass. I write in rocker there because of, yeah. uh, I always run out of the spray fluid for the windshield. And the mm. semis are spraying on you. When it gets cold and icy and snowy like this, you got to have the right fluids in your car. And town pump's got that covered as well. And sometimes you need a beer for after the drive. So get yourself a six-pack, drink it when you get home, behave yourself. But it is. It's a great place no matter what you need. Fuel, food, caffeine, water, anything. And who knows, maybe you throw a dollar in the machine, you walk away a winner, too. I mean, you got all these different ways to recreate, stretch your legs on the highways. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a town pump near you. Town pump, Montana's best since 1953.